Welcome to Soul Coach, the podcast. My name is April. I'm a spiritual life coach, Reiki practitioner, and intuitive healer. Come along with me on my spiritual journey. This show is authentic, transparent, and crazy as hell. This journey is all about self-awareness, self-discovery, and self-love. Welcome to Soul Coach, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Soul Coach, the podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're one of my faithful listeners, thank you so much for all your love and support. I really appreciate it. This week's episode is about sex magic. Thank you so much, Ashton, for allowing um, me to share space with you and your energy. Um, We always, I always feel so much better <laughs> when I speak to you because then it make it gives me the realization that you know I'm not alone my people are out there my soul tribe is out there and I am so excited to be able to share this space with you you guys enjoy this wonderful conversation that I had with Ashton about sex magic let's get started Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Excellent. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I am so okay, you guys. I'm so this podcast episode. <clears throat> Before we even get started, I just want to say that I just think the world of you. So when we first met, <laughs> I do, I do. Because oh, you so are sweet. such a free spirit. You don't give a fuck about nobody and what they say about you. <laughs> and you're confident the way you walk. I mean, I know I'm confident, but I mean, I'm just saying though. But We match. Uh, just, we match. We do. We match. We definitely <laughs> yeah. match. Uh, you're a true spirit. Uh, we used to work, you know, it, across the street from each other. And uh, just like with Whit, I'd be like, these are my people. Let me go say to my people. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> We knew you were. We were like, mm, no, we see you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So um, tell everybody a little bit of who you are uh, and what it is that you do. Excellent. Thank you. Um, my name is Ashton and I am a witch. I am a writer. I'm a teacher, educator and uh, artist. And also I work in reproductive justice, justice work. So Um, I have been teaching sex magic workshops for the past like three or four years. I used to live in New York and then I moved to beautiful, magical Louisiana, New Orleans. Um, And I've just taken that workshop with me wherever I've gone, right? So I've taught the workshop in uh, kinky spaces in California. I've taught it in sex toy shops and in small like uh, virtual groups. So, you know, I think... I like have always been witchy and I did not know it. And it wasn't (laughs) until really coming to Louisiana. Like I knew I was witchy before I got here, but now I'm like really stepping into what that looks like. Right. And sex magic has just always been present for me in terms of learning how to use my own energy to call in what I want. 
Yes. And that is why I am so excited. I want to be like a little schoolgirl <laughs> because I am so excited because um, I was introduced your spiritual path you um you're pulled into different things spirit allows you to you know there's different doors that you open and you through that right yeah and um and I was masturbating on a sigil that I did to manifest in my life I know right love it love it (laughs) right love it we're gonna get into that a little bit later (laughs) but I didn't realize how powerful our energy is yes so can you explain to everybody like what exactly is sex magic (laughs) okay so (laughs) (laughs) so sex magic it's applying spiritual tools to your sexual life right so and also like spiritual understandings and philosophies right if we look at it really basically like all of us carry energy right and when we engage with each other physically we are working with those two energies together right so if you are someone who is highly energetic and you're with another person who's also very aware and highly energetic you can actually do a lot of energy exchange and create like a spiritual vibration between you and the other that actually is magic, right? Like, like brown bodies are magic, our bodies are magic, and we can create that with um, our sexual desires, intentions, and fulfillment of those fantasies. That is so interesting. And I was thinking about a time where I was intimate with someone that we were vibrating very high mm. that the energy was switching between the two of us. Right. And it was like, it was like a ball and it was going yes. back and forth and back and yes. forth and back and forth. And it was my yes. first time experiencing that. And I was like, Whoa, what was that? And he was like, Whoa, what was that? We both were like, <laughs> <laughs> but then like, exactly. understanding like, you know, it was our energy really, truly during the infinity symbol. Like we were yes. going back and forth. It was a beautiful yes. Yes. And that is completely possible. And I think a lot more, a lot of people are not aware that they have the capacity to do that. If they were like, just aware of how high their energy can be and how high their energy gets when you orgasm, right? And sharing that with another person can Mm -hmm. be really groundbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. So why is it that when you orgasm, because what was taught that, you know, in order, right, before I climax to look at the sigil that I created, why is that? Like, why do I have, what is in that orgasm to make it so Mm. powerful? Yeah. Okay. So the thing is that like this, I mean, I am not as adverse around sigils as I could be. Right. But I do know that if you are a witch and you create a symbol for yourself that you're containing your energy in, right. Mm -hmm. You're creating a kind of like a vortex. That's kind of how a sigil feels. Mm -hmm. You're creating a vortex and a container for your energy. So you can really kind of play in that. Right. That's why to me, it makes complete sense to like, masturbate and engage with yourself while still engaging with this symbol. Right. Right. I do that a lot in terms of candle work. Right. Like Mm. I know that to keep 
focused and keep my intention on where I want to go with this energy. Sometimes I light a candle and I let it guide me, right? Like when it has burned out, I am done, right? Or if it is flickering too much, then like I need to bring my energy down, right? So I'm like working with the candle. I'm working with this spiritual tool to help guide me through this sort of pleasurable energetic moment that can carry a lot of intention and magic if I am intentional about it. Right. Yeah. That is so amazing. So what is it that you do at the workshops? Like, do you teach people? Cause I haven't been to one, but I've seen like all these props. <laughs> I, see all these- <laughs> I have like, a lot of props. Is- Cause I feel that the BTSM lifestyle. I'm like, wait, what's going on over this table? Oh my gosh, you're so right. And you know, I have to, I have to credit the BTSM lifestyle for even knowing that teaching sex is possible, right? Like that's how I came into sex positivity and BDSM and kink. Like I took every workshop I could, right? Because I just wanted all the information, right? So in my sex magic workshop, I talk a lot about um, self-love and masturbation practices, right? In order for you to learn how strong your orgasms can be, you want to be with your body to create that actively and loudly, right? So I talk a lot about like setting up an altar for yourself, right? And a lot of the times an altar can just be a collection of your comfort items intentionally placed. And like empowered by candle work, by spells, by whatever it is that you want to bring to the altar, right? So I talk about what it's like to create sex altars. And I've also taught some classes about like what it looks like to have an archetype, like to us, like have a sexual archetype within your sexual experience of yourself, right? That can be spiritual, that can be a guide, et cetera, et cetera. Like I know Mama Chola walks pretty close with me and I'm Mm -hmm. still learning her, right? So, and then I go into talking about, you know, what it looks like to create a spiritual sexual space with a partner, right? Mm -hmm. What it looks like to apply divination to that, like what it looks like to read tarot or to look in the crystal ball or to throw the cowrie shells around like where you want your sexual session with someone else to go and what you want to manifest in that. And then, you know, I talk a lot about aftercare and, In my last workshop that I did virtually, I gave my participants instructions on how to make a honey candle jar, right? It's just something to create, to put intention into the candle. And a lot of the times what I'll do is like, I'll take the candle, I'll put it in a jar, I will fill the jar with honey and herbs, and then I will light the candle and let the candle burn into the honey and herbs, Right. Mm -hmm. So there it like seals it in and it kind of seals in whatever self-love intention I had. Right. So, yeah. So I just talk about how there's all these really fantastic creative ways to use spirituality and to use spiritual tools to actually enhance and be a little bit more intentional about sexual energy. And I, I, that is so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That is like so amazing, Ashton. And now let me just say like, um, I'm just thinking because about like me and my sexual journey, uh, not mm. always being confident in my body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Yep. <laughs> uh, not always being comfortable <laughs> yep. in my body until I started getting 
more sec- uh, comfortable with my body and I was more open and then my orgasms yeah. became stronger because I became yes. more comfortable with my body and yep. allowing my partner to tell my partner what I like. Yes, like these are absolutely. the things that I like. Yeah. This is what I enjoy. And to have right. that open dialogue with yes. my partner. Right. I, mean, I, think, I, I love think that. Super important when you are a very spiritual person and you already are feeling their energy and you're yes. in, in, in gulping in there. Are we shy with what we want? To right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that not a lot of uh, adults had very decent sex education, right? And I know moving down to the South, I really am seeing how sexuality is repressed in link to religion, right? Like, so a lot of, yeah, right? So I, you know, in terms of getting to love your body, it is an ongoing journey and a process, (laughs) as I'm sure you know. Right. And, you know, (laughs) yeah, right. And like, I come from a history of addiction and mental illness and all of that. So it takes a lot for me to get present and appreciate who I actually am in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, I just firmly believe that like, particularly brown bodies are extremely magical and we don't, we're never told that. Right. I think a lot of us Mm -hmm. carry a lot of trauma in and on our bodies and that takes a long time to tease out. Right. And And generational. Yes. It's generational trauma, trauma, childhood Mm -hmm. trauma, adult trauma, complex PTSD is a real thing. Right. So you know, I think what you're saying about being confident enough to communicate what you want, right? It actually is the best way to keep yourself safe, right? Like if someone can't receive the way that you want to be touched, then they just shouldn't be touching you. And I think this person shouldn't be touching you, right? (laughs) Right. And growing up in the South, it just seems like, you know, sexually it's accepted to go ahead and like let the guy lead. Yeah. I'm not saying anyone should lead the other one, but it really is like male dominant. Very male dominant. The male is the one that comes in and we literally just lay there and do whatever they say. And that's not it. It's not it. No. It's not it. No. I, I want to be open and I, and I, I don't have a little. I, you know, I don't have a, I have a son. I don't have a, a girl. Right. But we have to teach our daughters Thank you. Um, differently. Yes, we do. And I, it's so funny that you just said that because I was just thinking about how people force their, a lot of the times they're baby girls, they're, they're toddlers or they're small girls to hug grown men. For me, yes. I don't know. That is just, for me, I'm like, if my kid, I'm not a mother, <laughs> right? I don't have a child. But I'm going right. to guess that if my kid doesn't want to hug someone, I'm going to trust my kid that they don't yes. want to hug that person. Right. And I'm not going to make right. them do that. Right. Like, I, th- right. I think it's this thing of like, I'm your parent and I'm telling you what to do with your body. And even if you're uncomfortable doing it, you need to do it. And that is just not the way that we need to impart autonomy to children. I agree. And it, it has a lasting effect. It does. You know, um, with growing up and how they interact with men. Right, right. And uh, and I think about, like, you know, uh, my first year in college, um, I was raped. 
and then I think about like if we were actually having a conversation uh, when I was working across from you, mm. the girls in the store. We were literally having a conversation of um, sexual abuse mm. uh, and trauma yeah. in college. Yes, and how it's yes. just like it just happened. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things that's like. Um, <laughs> everybody in the store, all the women have had an experience of some man mm-hmm. violating them. Yeah, I don't know anyone who hasn't been violated. I don't know any female body who has not been violated right. someone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think because that is like marked and scarred in our histories and our families. I think body autonomy becomes very difficult for a lot of people. Like, oh, this is my body. It's mine. (laughs) Right. I get to say how I want it to be touched. I get to say how I don't want it to be touched. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to feel bad about that. Like, I don't need to feel bad about communicating how I need to be loved. Yes. And, and the reason I brought that up is because of that. That was my, was that trauma so it took years yeah Yeah. to really get back to myself and be like no it's not supposed to be forced no they're not supposed to be the one that is in control completely it's not you know and uh and I think that that's something that I always wanted to share you know eventually yeah um but I'm glad we're having this conversation because it's very important it's very important it is. And I don't feel like we're taught that sex is an exchange. It's yes. an exchange of energy. It's a call and response. Yes. Touch. And then, you know, and like I talk to a lot of people in my workshops about making boundaries. No can just be a sentence. It's no yes. period. I don't need to explain to you why I'm saying no. I don't need to tell you about how I could say yes later. I am saying no right now in a full sentence in this moment. So when I say yes, I want to say yes with an exclamation point. Like, yes, yes. (laughs) I'm excited to agree to do this thing that we're talking about, right? Yes. It And I just don't think, I think people are made to feel bad about making boundaries. Like you're being mean or you're not considering others. And it's like, I can't consider others unless I consider myself at the same time. Mm. so very true right so I think that you know we as uh as women feel like you know well we have to go ahead and have sex with this person or whatever in some instances you know because either that person is my boyfriend or we're already in a relationship right it's my husband you know and we go ahead and be like well yeah that's accepted but it's not it's not right and I (laughs) you know I have escorted a man out of my house on a booty call because he wasn't prepared he wasn't prepared Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it's a booty Mm -hmm. call so if you're to be prepared you need to bring your own condoms because that's not my penis that's yours right right? and I was clear with you about what you needed to come to do the thing that we agreed that we were going to do and you're not prepared right so you can't be here (laughs) Because <laughs> at that point I was like, I'm simple. turned on and I don't yeah. want to get so turned on that I don't give a shit whether or not you use a condom because mm-hmm. I don't know you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you need right. to get out, right? Like right. I need to, I need to do what I need to do to satisfy my needs and you need to leave because I still need to keep myself safe. 
Right. But that's not something that women are taught to do. I wasn't taught to throw men out. Right. I had to learn that over time that it is okay to say to a man, you cannot touch me if you do not have the following things ready to go. (laughs) Right. To make me feel safe. That is. Wow. (laughs) What do you how do we get there, though? What do you think? I know this is about sex magic, but it also is about like being comfortable with yourself sexually. Right. It comes from like trauma that we had growing up, not being able to, you know, say no, throwing men out of our house. Right. I I got comfortable like that as an adult, you know, Um, not when I was a young lady. I just right. 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 It just takes so much longer to get there. And I think if we knew how to communicate, how to be sexually safe with other people, like we wouldn't have to deal with the things that we've been dealing with for so long. So long. Like it wouldn't take us so long to get here, you know? Right. Do you think that we should have sex education in school? I think so. I think that like sex education should exist in schools. I don't want to fall down the rabbit hole of the ways in which religion is always <laughs> like yes. inserted into education in some yes. way, right? Yes. I think, you know, I think that children need to be taught that their body is theirs and how to communicate, you know, it within a sexual context, right? We teach kids about the physical stuff, right? But we don't teach them about the social stuff. Like, like sex is a social act That's right. and we don't really give them any guidance around like how to navigate socially. So I, I definitely think sex ed should be in schools. And I think it should be as like, um, it should be sort of like as unreligiously marred as possible. Like mm-hmm. we're just talking facts. We're talking biology, but we're also talking yes. human sexuality and the ways in which humans socialize. Right. So and I think that there's a different way of teaching boys about sex than there are about girls. Gender is very ridiculous, okay. but it exists and we have to acknowledge that, That's you know? True. So mm-hmm. I do think that there needs to be some kind of education for kids around sex. I agree 1000%. Yeah. And these kids now, they have their hands on everything. Oh uh, my God. So they it's can, overwhelming. I mean, you know, my son has a phone and he's always on it, you know, and I'm on it right. when he watches, but still there's mm-hmm. these sexual innuendos and videos or, you know, even in these kids shows and things like that, that are really programming him. Right. And, <laughs> right. Right. And so I just think that just having the education, of course, I'm going to educate him. Um, on sex but I think about like the religion aspect I was born and raised in the south and here we are and I had you know my grandfather being a reverend it was like you don't have sex until you're married and that's just how it is and that's just how it is right that's not being realistic at all no it's not and I think it's un you know (laughs) it's unrealistic for us to think that when a teenager has sex without a condom that they'll ever use a condom again right (laughs) right I mean, I'm 33 and I've started seeing a new guy. And I told him, if we ever have sex without a condom, I'm just going to forget condoms exist. Yeah. So I don't yes. I don't need to ever feel what your penis feels like in my vagina without a condom. Yes. I can't do it. Yeah. Because I won't go back. That's <laughs> right. right. And, like, over. and I just won't go back. Right. And there's, <laughs> right. And there's so many dangerous things about that. It right. Really is. So 
and I struggle. It's not like I don't struggle with my boundaries and I, I like mm-hmm. struggle with my inner voice and myself and like making sure that I still stay desirable while I'm making these really serious boundaries that need yeah. to be made. But so, you it know, so it's, it's, it's your mind fuck. Mm-hmm. It's my body, it's right? Your like body. I and I feel responsible to my body, right? Yes. There were there there were so many moments in my childhood and in my teenagehood and in my adulthood where I didn't feel like I had ownership of my own body. Mm-hmm. So when sex is happening for me, it has to be an acknowledgement of an exchange. And it's got to be an acknowledgement that even though I'm a woman, I can meet you equally halfway just because not like, you know, because that's the way in which we should be meeting when it comes to exchanging sexual energy. Yes, I agree. Um, I also think like, you know, we mentioned the B- the BDSM lifestyle, which I got into a few years ago. Right. Um, I think that that really helped me with understanding my boundaries and yes. my body and the yes. things that, because you have to communicate right. in the beginning on the things that you want, like, and don't want, you know what I mean? And it's exactly, a, and I think it really helped me. <laughs> yes. Know? I mean, that's the thing, like, tremendously. Yes. I mean, BDSM, I mean, I would not recommend teaching children BDSM, right? No, no, what no, I, no. What I would recommend <laughs> is teaching the ways that people are taught to communicate yes. within BDSM, yes. right? So yes. because, because, um, you know, because we're not taught how to actually communicate it, coming to BDSM was so fantastic because it's this idea of like, if you are practicing high risk behavior, mm-hmm. you have to be in communication about what is okay for you and what is not, right? Right. Because with BDSM, we're talking about, you know, people who could, it could possibly look like you beat someone up, (laughs) right? But they consented, right? So Mm -hmm. the conversation has to be so clear when it comes to doing high-risk behaviors like flogging, like spanking, like whatever, because those are actions that could cause injury, right? Mm -hmm. I really do think that, you know, that kind of way of speaking doesn't just apply to high-risk sexual behaviors. It applies to sexual behaviors in general, right? Like we should know how to negotiate. We should know how to talk openly about what feels good for us and what doesn't. And we should be comfortable enough to say, you know, this is something that brings something up for me that doesn't work for me right now. It may not be a no forever, but this is where I'm at in my body about it, right? And to have someone hear that clearly communicated and listening for it while you are actually having sex. Yes, Yes. And having those code words, you know, those safe words that right. I, I mean, I used when I was, in, you know, in the lifestyle, it really shifted me on my sexual yes. journey. Yeah. And uh, I'm a very appreciative of it. And uh, I just think that, you know, the communication they need to do and to just to, to get back to like the, the sex magic, mm-hmm. I, I have, I have, with a guy I was kind of seeing or whatever and I was telling him about like you know we never were intimate but uh, he was a very high you know we're very intuitive so I knew mm-hmm. that he was very sexual yeah <laughs> Scorpio and oh, I'm a little Leo okay. far side, oh you know lord I mean? okay <laughs> and um you already know it's like yeah I already know already and passion right. and all this other stuff yeah, of but course. We were, I was talking and I said I wonder what would happen if we were to have sex and we wanted to 
manifest something mm. on our climax together. Yes. And that was like, is that even like, is that like a goal of mine, right? <laughs> For me to meet someone to have that kind of sexual energy and really be like, okay, so let's manifest like yes. $1,000 at the end of the week or yes. let's manifest, you know, whatever. Yeah. Climaxing together. Yes. Is that like a yes. thing? Is that something that could happen? It's totally possible. And it sounds, you know, again, like, this is the thing about magic, right? You have to experience it to really believe it, right? Um, yes. You know, I've been, to- <laughs> I was told one time, this is also how I started really thinking about the magic and the orgasms and creating intentions inside of that, right? I was told one time that I should masturbate. And then when I climax, I think about being showered in money, right? So I tried this. Yeah. And the next day I found a $10 bill on the ground. <laughs> So it wasn't like it was thousands of dollars, right? But it was just a little bit of evidence that like, oh, wow. Like if I really, really kept working with this, the next time I might find a hundred dollars, right? Right, right, right. So there is definitely intentional magic within orgasm and sex magic. And it depends on the kind of witch that you are, right? Like I'm not, I try very hard not to be a hexing witch. I try to just let the universe's karma go back to people who need to be hit in the face or whatever, right? That's, I'm not God, right? right? But Mm -hmm. I have definitely um, been really silly about my energy acting as if it wouldn't hurt or harm or affect someone. And it definitely does. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like one time I was masturbating and I was sending, I had a candle going, I sing to myself sometimes, like I serenade myself when I masturbate and like chant. Yeah. And so I was sending some messages out to an ex and I was like, you know, I've never done this before, so I'll see what happens. Right. I talked to the mm-hmm. ex a little bit later and they're like, yeah, I know you did that because in the middle <laughs> of the night I got really, really hot. And then I had to like go outside and yell at the moon because I pretty much knew it was you. And I was like, okay, yes. <laughs> well, all right. I cannot be fumbly about my magic, right? In order right. for me to use it, I have to really admit that I'm powerful. Mm. And I can't be, and you know, if I don't want to be the kind of witch that sends energy to people when they don't know it, then I can't just do stuff like that. Right. <laughs> like, right. You know, right, right. they actually do feel it. Right. And, you know, I need to be intentional in my magic about how I want the other person to receive that energy. And for me, as someone who practices BDSM, I feel like it has to be consensual. Right. Like, so it's, yeah. you know, so I don't. I really try not to send out energy to people unless I really need to block them out of my life. Right. I try mm-hmm. not to like use it for bad. Right. <laughs> because, right. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, it I, can hurt. I've done that before, but yeah. I've, also been ex- I've also experienced a time when I felt the other person's energy on me. Exactly. And I was like, oh, this person must be doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing that I've also experienced. I've experienced someone else's energy that is not my own happening yes. to my body during sex. And then yes. me having to take so much time to get that thing off of my body after sex. And I'm like, what is this? Right. It really sort of turned out that that person was just not responsible for their energy. Mm. So mm-hmm. they weren't a safe person for me to have sex with. I'm like, you have to be responsible for your energy. If I'm going to energetically move with you sexually. 
Right, right. And some people don't know, like, I had talked on a a previous episode about, like, what do you think about, like, the incubus and succubus uh, energy? Mm -hmm. Because I felt like I had had sex with this guy, and we were friends for years, and then we became intimate. And I was like, oh, my God, the energy's drained the next day. Like, I couldn't even, I was in bed for, like, 24 hours. I was like, oh, my God, he sucked all my energy away from me. And I was just like, you know, what's that about? Right. What do you think about that energy, like, incubus and succubus energy? Do you think that that's a real thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, (laughs) okay, so I so (laughs) believe in energy vampires. I don't know if you watch this show called, like, What They Do in the Shadows. It's about... New New York Long Island vampires, <laughs> and one of the vampires. Is that on Netflix? Yeah, I think it's on Netflix or it might be on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It might be on Hulu. Oh, okay. One of the vampires is an energy vampire. <laughs> like he just mm-hmm. he comes into the room and he always brings the conversation down. Right, that's the kind of vampire he is, and I find it to be hilarious because I so get that. I can totally yeah. see people who are energy vampires. They just, it happens to healers a lot. Like you we were just yes. talking about earlier, like they see a healer, they need healing, they want answers and they're immediately attracted yes. and they don't know how to not just take and take and take and take <sighs> because oh they need so much. Yes. They need so yes. much, yes. but your healer, your human healer is not God. There's some stuff that you and Wait God have to deal with. You mean that we're not God? What are you talking about? <laughs> we are connected to God. Because we have God in us. You, you know? Because <laughs> some people are like, oh, there she is. <laughs> April, <laughs> get over here. Tell me everything. <laughs> suck, 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 suck. Exactly. Suck. And they can, the right. energy vampires, they know who you are. Yes. They see your light. And they want to be in it. And some of them go to their darker places of wanting to have your light and be your light and steal your light. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have a very sweet little girl self that just believes that all people just should be good and doesn't understand why some people aren't good or just they're mean. Right. Right. But I think I think particularly even now with COVID, everyone is starving for affection. Everyone is starving for it because we've had to be no touch for so long. That's so true. Right? So, like, I think there's a level of desperation for us in terms of having human connection again. COVID has really messed up people and their ideas of socialization and isolation. Yes. It right? So, like, has. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I think where I can have compassion is, like, when there is someone who sucks the life out of me, I'm like, I can't be around you. But like, I really hope that you find your way on your journey to actually be able to restore other people with your energy instead of take with your energy. Yes. And I've also find uh, during COVID, like if I go on a date or if I have a little booty call, it's like right. I'm longing for it. And then I'm like, wait, yes. wait well, why am I in the, Why did I put myself in this situation when you know that that's not the for your highest good? Right. And that's because the thing. Because we like, like yeah. out of desperation because of grasping at straws. Yes. Healers, we are still on our journey as well. And we're in Thank perfect. you. And I think a lot oh of my people gosh. forget yes. that. Yes. You know, so we we fuck up. We do things like we that. Do. You know, because I'm like, I have sex with some. I'm like, April, seriously, what what you what you doing? <laughs> you know, and it's <laughs> like I when I turned 31, I was like, girl, 
No more having sex on a floor because a guy don't have no mattress. Don't do it. <laughs> you are too old for it. It is okay yes. for you to have expectations of someone to have a place to sleep at night. <laughs> right? Like, I love the strays. And you know I love this. I yes, love taking in the strays, okay? <laughs> yes. But I have to stop because yeah. I'm not God. I cannot fix these people, right? Like, no. I, it's not my job. It is, you know, I am happy to clarify and help you become aware and guide but you have to do the work yes if you don't do the work then the work's just not done no one can do your work for you no. it, it just wouldn't be complete it wouldn't be authentic if someone else did that work for you exactly and as healers we are out here in these streets healing ourselves I know. <laughs> so, we Bending are like, over backwards. We're making our mistakes and right. we're learning and then we're connecting and then we're moving to the next we right. don't repeat you know and we might even repeat the same mistake every once of in a while because i know i have That's we're just human. human nature yes right but you know as we navigate through this spiritual experience you know we have to I, you know, I've talked about this previously on another episode. It's like, we literally have all this adversity so we can be a teacher. So exactly. that we can, like, recognize, like, oh, I, I was that person a year ago. Right, oh, right, right. Two years ago. Right. So I'm able to be able to help these people and don't have a shaky scalpel, you know, yeah. as I'm out here trying to help people on their spiritual path. Exactly. And I have to be clear with people like, look, as healers, like you just said, we need healer. We need healers. And we also need a lot of different support. Right. Like, yes, I don't just my spirituality is not my only support. Right. I have a right. therapist. <laughs> I take right. medication. I have yes. a service animal. I try to exercise. I try not to eat crap. Like it's right. everything. Right. So, right. you know, we are in a constant state of trying to make sure our energies remain our own, get rid yes. of energies that are not our own and right. communicate with spirit about what is best for us all the time. And this is just what healers and spiritual people do 24 seven. And it's exhausting. <laughs> It is very exhausting. It's tiring. So we and, need um, healing from other healers, you know? Yes. Yeah. And also when we're being intimate with someone, sometimes for me, I just want to let go and be free. You know, yes. I want to just yeah. have, like, I don't want to be in, like, care mode or anything like that. I want to just have a great sex session and yes. go about my business. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, and, and, yes. And then, in the midst of having this great sexual experience, I also want to see if I can manifest something out of it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, why not? Right. And I think why not? I've had play dates with people who were not necessarily magical. And I'm like, hey, just going to set up a little altar. No big. Like, you don't have to be a part of it. It's OK. It's really right. for me. Right. And so I know what I need to be grounded spiritually yes. and sexually. And I just really try to fearlessly bring that to my interactions so that, you know, I know that if I feel safe and I can really feel free to just yes. fall into the pleasure and it can go right. to a whole other planet if you let it, but we've got to feel safe enough to do it. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This was such an amazing conversation. <laughs> but we always have amazing conversations. We could conversations. go on for hours. We, thoroughly, we can literally could. go yeah. on for hours. Oh yeah. You know, I uh we had a conversation prior to this uh 
recording and we were going on and on and I was like okay let me let, let's okay we'll just continue to go on that conversation let me pull this together right doing this. like if we don't have you a time know, limit it's not gonna end yeah we definitely have a time limit yeah yeah oh yeah um because I try to get it I try to keep the podcast under an hour got it and we've been almost 40 minutes and it doesn't even seem like it's been 40 minutes right no absolutely absolutely it is so amazing. So uh, can you tell everyone how to get in contact with you? Okay. The best way to get in touch with me would be on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at black unicorn rise. I also have a um, page on Facebook called Black Unicorn Tarot, and you can keep up with like my workshops and my offerings for tarot readings and other products that I'm making uh, through that social media circuit as well. Now, you also do uh, do essential oils, right? Are you still doing those? I am. I started making essential oils awesome. at the beginning of this year again. The last year was Good. that was not the day. That was not the year. Um, well, we're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about last year, right? <laughs> I I made an oil that. It doesn't have a name. It's not for sale, but I have created it into a coconut oil as well. So now I'm learning how to fuse my oils with coconut oil. Oh, it's just divine. It's like. I'm loving the experience of making oils again and also looking at how to make other products with these oils. Right. So yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I have a love oil that's been brewing since the full moon Mm. and like, I'm really asking her what she wants me to do with her. Right. So I'm just like going with spirit in terms of creating the oils. It's actually so much fun and I'm kind of just allowing myself to like step into it in a fun way instead of like trying to make it monetary immediately. Right. Right. Yeah, right. But right. I will be making some oils available as I continue to make. Them. Good, good, good. Make sure yeah. that you guys follow her on Instagram and also on Facebook. And I just want to thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Oh, you're quite welcome. To you like always. This is lovely. <laughs> all <laughs> so right. lovely. <laughs> all right, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you all. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Ashton, for gracing Stoke Coach, the podcast this week for some nuggets that are that was absolutely positively wonderful. Thank you so much for just allowing me to hold space with you in this conversation that's much needed. I definitely have to have you back on the show so we can talk uh, a little bit more in depth uh, about sex magic and actually uh, sex and spirituality, I think, is something that is amazing a topic to talk about. And uh, my listeners definitely can appreciate you gracing us with your presence. So thank you. Um, You guys, so in order for me to continue doing this podcast, I ask for you to go ahead and rate my podcast wherever you listen to your podcast on Apple Podcasts, um, definitely on iHeartRadio. If you're listening to the podcast on iHeartRadio, Make sure that you write in a review so I can get the algorithm continue to grow as I grow my podcast and continue to have wonderful guests like Ashton. All right. Thank you so much for this week's episode. My name's April. Thank you for listening to Soul Coach, the podcast.